Moncrief on News Talk. Here's your question. Have a listen. Which of these are among objects sung by Maria von Trapp as some of her favourite things in the sound of music? Got sunlight on meadows and warm oh, woolen. It's always better if you sing it. So feel free. What do you think? <laughs> sunlight. <laughs> I know. Sunlight on Meadows and Cream Coloured Ponies. Okay. okay, guys, thanks for that. That's Sunlight on Meadows and Cream Coloured Ponies you put in. Willie, have you a notion well, what's I going know. on? They, they changed track there at the last minute. They so did. Now, sure. that was worrying. The Cream Coloured Ponies, I'm going to change back to Warm Woolen Mittens. Okay, we're going to change Cream Coloured Ponies to Warm Woolen Mittens. Lock them in. There you go. That's a home advantage. Uh, you can catch that on Saturdays on RTE One, or you can waste your time by trying to find it on the RTE Player. Serena Bellissimo uh, joins us once again. Serena, good afternoon to you. How are you, Sean? I'm one of the ones who struggled to get it on the RTE Player. I know uh, that that just makes you everyone. Uh, that's yeah. it. I seem to be that every t- every week when we say RTE Player, we just get loads of. So I'm just kind of preempting all of that. Uh, are you a fan <laughs> of game shows? Um, I didn't think I was. But then I'm the type of person who goes, no, I'm not going to watch it. And then I stick it on and or I'm walking past and all of a sudden I've pulled up a, a spot on the couch and I'm answering all the answers and getting them all wrong. So I probably am, but just don't want to acknowledge it. Are you? Uh, no, not that I can think of, really. Like, do you know, like you're not into the chase or tipping point or any of those? No, I don't even, I mean, I know the, the shows you're, uh, you're referring to, but I don't even understand that the, the uh, I once hosted a quiz show on, on what was called TV3 back then. Uh, but the, the rules of the quiz show, the, the, the questions themselves were ridiculously easy, but the rules, I still don't quite understand it myself. <laughs> I, I just Did that put you off? <laughs> I just kept saying phrases they told me to say, and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, and uh, I, I think probably that's how you won the competition, by understanding the rules rather than getting the questions <laughs> right. Uh, so in this one, this, these are families competing with each other, is it? Yeah, so this is, this is an easy one to understand. And I think what RTE is doing here is probably their... Um, coming off the back of Island's Fittest Family because that show worked really well. Like this has nothing to do with fitness but it's bringing the family back into the arena except in this case the families are separated. So there's three contestants and three home families. Three of the contestants are in studio with Jennifer Zamparelli and then their family members, which is three of their family members, are sitting at home on a couch. Questions are posed to both the contestants at home and the contestants in the studio. Are you keeping up with me? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So um, sometimes the person in studio can overwrite the contestants at home or sometimes the – actually, the contestants at home can never overwrite the, the people in studio. So it's just sometimes they do try to create some fake tension that isn't there, but it sort of works. It's a bit of a – is it going to be a quiz show that is going to be memorable and you'll be talking about it in years to come? Probably not. Does it fill the void that we have on TV at the moment? Yeah. I felt like watching this, I felt like I was back at a pub quiz, um, except with all the laughs and the people all around you. Um, the reason why it does work is Jennifer Zamparelli. She just, I don't know, she's just perfect for this. She is able to interact with the um, audience at home as well as the people in studio. She's likeable, but she's also got that quick wit about her. So I think 
the reason why – and, like, sometimes it does feel a bit awkward, but she manages to get it out of that awkwardness straight away. It goes – for about 40 minutes. So I think it, it probably could have afforded to have been a bit shorter. It doesn't need to be the length that it is. Mm. And what did they win? Well, this is the thing. So there's three rounds and after the first round we lose one family and then after the second round, third, no, the third round we lose the second family and then when it's one family left they have to answer five questions each question is worth 500 euro if they get those five questions right it doubles to 5000 euro okay so there's a good chunk of money there the thing i i do have to say what does work well it does look very slick um you know how sometimes these game shows can look very cheap um but it, it looks quite slick and usually i'm not a fan of the canned audience laughter or the cheering in this case, it sort of helps because I think if we didn't have that um, recorded audience applause, it would just fall flat. Yeah, yeah, I know but, what you mean. But is there much of a sense of jeopardy? Je- like TV producers actually do use these this word jeopardy about, you know, will your souffle collapse kind of thing. But they're, they're, yeah, what's the worst thing that can happen to these people? So the worst thing is that they, I I think what they really do want is they want to create the tension of, oh, look, the person in studio is going against the family and then you have the family sniping back at them. That never quite happens. Um, There's none of that really. I'm never there on the, you know, sitting on the edge of my seat going, oh, my God, are they going to get a 5,000 euro or not? So not really. They're trying to make it like that, Mm. but it's not. Is it, as I said, is it going to be memorable? No. Is it a bad watch? on a Saturday or Sunday night. I can't remember what night it was on because I tried to watch this on the player. Um, uh, yeah, it, it just it passes the time. It, it's something fun as well to sit and watch with the kids as well because some of the answers they may know. Some of the answers are multiple choice. Others you have to try and they've got a numbers round where you have to try and guess the numbers and then some are just general knowledge. So it's it's okay. It's not it's not bad. If you have it on in the background, you, you might give it a watch. It passes the review? time. Not yeah. a, a hardly a rave review, uh, really. <laughs> I, I, I assume all these are pre-recorders anyway, so there's no dodgy internet connections or any of that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. And that's, yeah, and I'm glad they're doing that because I think after a year of doing the Zoom, people have come to learn that you cannot rely on the Wi-Fi. So you don't have any of those awkward moments. What RTE are really good at doing, and they did this with Fittest Family as well, they're really good at casting families that you love, that you can't help but connect with them straight away. Yeah. And... That's that's happened in this as well. They're not, you know, they're not the love them or hate them families. They're the actually I quite like you. I wouldn't mind hanging out with you for a while. I want you to win the five thousand euro. Right. How much did they tell you about the families? Because you know the way sometimes in these show there's a bit of a sob story. Uh, um, not someone's much. got a wooden leg or something. Yeah, I found that quite rushed actually. That I did find rushed. You you know, you got to know them for two set like a couple of questions were asked and that was it. So you don't really get to know a lot about the family. Now, I don't want those sub sub stories, but I'd love to be able to connect with a family a little bit more. That's right. probably the only thing that's missing. Okay. All right, couple of bits of uh, TV news. Now, Dexter is is is, the, is this the original series that's getting a reboot or is it some sort of weird spin-off thing? No, well, that's what I thought it was. But it seems to me that Michael C. Hall is coming back as Dexter. So for anybody who didn't know this uh, series, and I couldn't watch it. It was just too it was just too much for me. But basically, during the day he was investigating, Dexter was investigating murders. And then at night, you couldn't hate him because he was a serial killer, but he was killing killers. So all the only people he did kill were murderers. Yeah. So um, it finished in 2013. And like most series that, you know, have – 
a great run. I mean, it went for nine, eight series. It went, and most most of these series, when they end, people don't like the way it ended. So in 2013, there was a lot of complaints about the way it ended. So now it's coming back for 10 episodes and we'll just say we don't know much about what's going on, but um, it seems like the, the main cast are all coming back for it. But it's not going to be in Miami. It's actually going to be in upstate New York. Right. Okay. So that's uh, all we really know at the moment. So all we know is that he's moved house. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yep. He's moved house. And is he still killing? Don't know. I'm sure he is. If they're bringing him back for, is it nine, ten, ten episodes. So they're bringing him back for 10 episodes. If they're doing that, I'm, I'm thinking he maybe has gone into retirement, but then he comes out and he definitely hasn't changed his ways. That would be, yeah, that would make for a really bland series yeah. about his <laughs> ex-serial killer. Uh, um, exactly. uh, you know, now a garden. Uh, it's pretty much the same knee. Uh, and another show that's getting a, a reboot, Gossip Girl. Uh, when's that coming? This is very exciting. So it is coming in July. It's going to HBO Max. Now, HBO Max are playing blinders because they're the ones who are behind that much-talked Friends reunion that I don't know when we're going to see that. So they have also, like Gossip Girl was massive. Gossip Girl is brought us the stars like Blake Lively, Blair, no, Blair Underwood's not her name. That's her real name. But um, uh, the guy from Chase Crawford, also the guy from You, you're talking about serial killers, you know, that Netflix film uh, show, New. Yeah. Um, so they were they were the start. Penn Badgley is his name. Leighton start. So they all went on to have great careers, and it was a staple back in the 2010s. Like that that time, there people loved um, Gossip Girl. It is they are not involved, which I am spewing. I would love to have them coming in. Obviously, they're going to be acknowledged. The only person returning is Kirsten Bell because she actually did the voiceover during um, Gossip Girl. One thing they have addressed during this is because if you watched uh, Gossip Girl, you would have realised that there was not much diversity in it. So they've said all the creators have come back and they've said it's a Gossip Girl for the 2020s. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do with this series. I'm just spewing that we don't have any of the originals back. Pardon my ignorance, though, but what was Gossip Girl about? I I, I never saw it. Oh, oh, well, probably not your kid all the day. But basically it was set in um, posh New York and it was at an elite school and it was about all these high schoolers. In, okay. On, on the upper, not posh New York, look at me, on the upper east side. And there was someone writing all the gossip. And at the end, we found out who the gossip girl was. But there was lots of drama, teen drama. It was All right. Well, then they can't bring back the originals for that because you'd have 30 year old high school students. I, I'd like them to make a bit of a cameo. Like Blake Lively just popping in and just saying hi, you know, coming to the school and giving a motivational talk or something. Oh, they might. That might, that might, you know, be a little surprise. That's been conver- it's been confirmed it's not happening. But yeah, oh, you never okay. know. It you never something know. Secretive. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, we do have to take a commercial break. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Two more shows to talk about after this. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Serena Bellissimo uh, is still with us. We're halfway through TV on the radio. Serena was telling us about uh, Home Advantage. That's uh, the new game show that's running on Saturdays on RTE1. It's uh, better than painful surgery, uh, apparently, is uh, the kind of rave uh, that Serena gave to us. Uh, the, uh, unless it's winning streaks, says one texter, RTE should stay away from the quiz shows. They even managed to mess up Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which is so straightforward uh, another texter says I found this show painful from the presenter to the contestants painful they say 
A lot of reaction, though, to the reboot of Dexter. Uh, Somebody wants to know, will it be all of the original cast? Didn't the actor behind Dexter marry his female counterpart in the show and then have an awful divorce? Not a fun reunion for this reboot, I imagine. Did that happen? No way. I don't know that. But they're saying that most of the cast will be back. Mm -hmm. So... I know. I, I'll be watching now with interest. Uh, though Claire says, uh, God, the Dexter and, and you know, marital difficulty seems to be uh, quite common. And no, no, no to Dexter. The end of this series nearly ended my marriage and no. still makes me furious, says Claire. I'd, I'd love to know more about how exactly it uh, nearly ended your marriage. Also, Serena was telling us that uh, there's going to be a reboot of Gossip Girl. Was Gossip Girl that posh? Ivanka Trump and Jared... Uh, Jared Jushneff made an appearance, uh, said, uh, says, and so I spoke, you know, that's East Upper Side. Uh, uh, rich, anyway, that's for sure. And Carol wants to know, does Serena know when Kim's Convenience Season 5 is coming to Netflix? What was that? Kim, Kim's Convenience. Oh, I don't know, but I absolutely love that show. Yeah. Absolutely. That was one of those little gems that, you know, when Netflix gives you, you've watched this, so why don't you try that? And I think yeah. because I'd finished Shit's Creek. They gave me that and we started it and then we were devastated when it was over. So if you haven't watched that, it's a comedy uh, less than 30 minutes long and it's hilarious. But sorry, I don't know when it's coming back, but it is coming back. Ah, it is another series coming. And it's a bit like um, Superstore as well. It's in the kind of, the, I don't know if you've seen that, the same <sighs> mould as that. Now, can I, I know we're not here to talk about Superstore, but can I just quickly pick your brain, brain about it? Did okay. you watch? Because I couldn't get into it, Sean. We tried. I think we gave it over a, a season and I just couldn't get into it. Oh, I, I found it one of those that you could kind of watch maybe two or three in a row, then leave it for three weeks and then go back into it again and you wouldn't feel like you'd missed anything. Uh, there is does seem to be a kind of a story arc there, but uh, uh, it's it's pleasant to kind of dip in and out of, I thought. Yeah, maybe we were watching too many in a row. I might I might dip back in tonight and see how I go because we did. We, we tried to binge it all because we like to finish our series and then move to a next another one. And it was just, <laughs> no, it wasn't working for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, these things don't have to work for everybody. That's the that's the beauty of television, I suppose. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll move on to our second show uh, that Serena's chosen for us. This is called Why Are You Like This? It's on Netflix. Here's a clip. So today is Are You Okay Day. Great. So um, you might be thinking... This seems dumb, you know? Why should I care about how I feel? Men in particular, due to toxic masculinity, can often find emotional connection really difficult, which can lead to a high suicide rate and some really questionable behavior. Why don't we just take turns going around the room and asking each other, are you okay? I love it. All right, let's give it a go. Andrew, are you okay? No. Great. All right. Right, you're not okay. Right, okay. Uh, um, uh, once again, Serena showing her clear Antipodean bias for her TV shows. Uh, so, surprise us by telling us where this is set. Yeah, well, I, I, I put my hand up, Sean. The only reason why I'm reviewing this was it's set in Melbourne. Right. And I was very homesick and it was only released on Netflix a couple of weeks ago and I've been meaning to get to this and I just, I've also been meaning to get home and I haven't been able to in years. So I just felt like this was revisiting home. So please take this review with a pinch of salt because this person was very happy to see Melbourne up on screen. Um but it's not going to be a TV show for everyone. It's basically a TV show about 20-somethings navigating their 
their way around the world. And it centres around best friends Penny and Mia and they're trying to right all that's wrong in the world but they're so blissfully unaware of how many people they're tormenting along the way. Um, the One of the stars, Penny, who's played by Naomi Higgins, actually wrote this story. So it's sort of based, and she's created it with her best friends, so it's sort of loosely based on their lives. And if you're watching this and you're a Neighbours fan, and yes, I'm I'm proud to admit I still watch Neighbours. It's actually on the plus one as we speak in the background. Um, you will notice that the other main character, who's played by Olivia Junkia, she's played by Yashvi on Neighbours. Um, it, it took a while to get into it. Um, I suppose the whole first episode, my husband and I were just looking at each other going, I don't quite understand what's going on. These people aren't likeable characters. Is it being crude and bold for crude and bold's sake? But then um, we got to episode two and went, okay, we understand where these characters are coming from. It's Gen Z um, and we started to enjoy it more. It does sometimes feel like you're watching a bit of a, uh, not that it's a sketch show, but it feels like you're you're just watching short set pieces within a 30-minute episode and I don't think that that's what they meant to do. I think they were trying to do a flowing storyline. It doesn't always feel like that. Did I love it? No. It, it's, it's one of those funny ones because you're going, mm, I don't know, I don't know if I like this. Yet when Netflix says to you, are you sure you want to continue watching? We just kept pressing yes. So there's obviously something that, that keeps us there, but I put my hand up. It probably is the fact that it is set in Melbourne. So take it with, with a pinch of salt. But I think it's also great to see another 20-something-year-old series uh, so based on the lives of 20-somethings because we haven't really seen it for Gen Z. Yeah, I suppose so. You know what, though? Now that you mention that, uh, there are on, on on Netflix on the on the kids section of Netflix. There's loads of kids shows, Australian kids shows. Uh, oh, we've watched them all. Uh, They're my, fantastic. My little one watches one called uh, Little Lunch, uh, another one oh, called Investigators. Uh, and they they are brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. And she'd, yeah. she'd watch them on a loop, uh, only if we can wrench the thing away from her, uh, uh, and usually amidst much kicking and screaming. Uh, right, we'll move on to our third show of the day. Now, I don't think that the, the new series of this has actually dropped yet, but uh, this is almost uh, looking forward to it. This is Pose. Here's a clip of the last series. Right, there you go. Uh, that's Pose. When, when is that uh, due to arrive, Serena? So it is landing. The reason why I'm telling you this is on Sunday, this Sunday, it actually premieres in the States. So I'm really hoping that Netflix, like they've done previously, will actually turn around, see the popularity of this. And this is almost like a PSA to Netflix saying, please bring it to Ireland ASAP, <laughs> because this is such a phenomenal series that we only discovered at the start of lockdown. 
it's um, set in New York in the late 80s, early 90s. It's a story of ballroom culture and the gay and trans community in New York. Um, it's set during the AIDS epidemic. It is, Sean, it is heartbreaking. Like there were scenes in there that I, like, I, I couldn't, you know how we love to binge? I couldn't binge this because I was trying to um, uh, figure out what I'd just seen and just deal with those emotions. But having said that, while there are scenes that are heartbreaking, there is such joy, such love, such hope in this. It's so great to see diverse stories told in this. And just because, you know how sometimes people go, oh, look, it's diverse and this is what's, what's happening in the LGBTQ community. No, even like within that community, there's diversity and they're showing us the diversity within the diverse community. And it's just, it is phenomenal. I'm so excited that it is dropping in the States and I'm just hoping that we will get it soon. And I suppose the reason why I'm telling people, because this would have passed, like people either know about it or they don't. And I think this is for the people that don't know about it. Pose is definitely a show you should be watching. Uh, yeah. but uh, um, And like when people say, you know, it's diversity and that all sounds great. It's kind of eat your broccoli kind of stuff. But, I mean, yeah. uh, um, you know, is, is there... Is there a nice bit of ketchup there as well? Is there, you know, is it enjoyable apart from you feel kind of very oh. kind of woke and, and righteous for watching it? Oh, no, it's, do you know what? It, it's like, it's real. I, I just feel like I'm watching true stories, stories that we haven't seen before. And it's, it's nothing like Shit's Creek, but I'm going to compare it to Shit's Creek for a second as well, because yes, Shit's Creek was all love and joy and whatever, and there wasn't the tragic part of it. But what I love is that you get to see the real life happiness that comes within some of the pain that was experienced. And there was a lot of experience, uh, pain experienced in the 80s and 90s and still ongoing for our LGBTQ plus community. But it is just, it's just one of those shows that I can't go on enough about it. Um, it is also, all of that emotion aside, it is so beautiful. Like artistically, it is. This show is three seasons long. I'm glad they've also come to the conclusion as well. They've just gone, do you know what? We probably could run for five or six seasons, but we'll probably lose the momentum. So they've decided at the height of its popularity to end it with seven op episodes, season three. And it's just, oh my gosh, the the... The ballroom scenes alone, and if you're thinking Strictly Come Dancing, no, it is not that. It is just amazing, colourful, beautiful. It's can I can I go on about this anymore? It's just worth the watch. Yeah, and, and it's and it's kind of around okay. kind of what they used to call voguing in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, Com completely. And Billy Porter's in this, and it's just got an amazing cast. It's been up for so many awards, and rightly so. So if you haven't seen it check it out you can find it it should still be on netflix but check it out and and then you'll be ready once season three drops you'll be ready to watch it serena thanks a million as ever serena bellissimo there you are listening to the moncrief show on news talk we're going to take a break after that can product placement save the arts moncrief on news talk